Alright, we're just gonna test a little bit. Testing. How does your voice sound? Like a man's. Hi, I'm John. And I'm Tiffany. We decided to start a podcast. Because I have 104 YouTube subscriptions. And I have four. This is Welcome Welcome to to YouTube. YouTube. Wait, 104? I think you have a problem. So we were talking about how John has all these YouTube rabbit holes that he goes down and follows people. And I subscribe I, to too many YouTube channels. I don't think it's too many. No one's judging you. Well, let's look. Let's look. Okay. I just for reference, I subscribe to four. Holy crap! What the? <laughs> I'm gonna try and keep this totally PG, but it's late and I like swearing. What the heck, dude? How many are there? I told there? you there are too many. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Does it maybe. say how many somewhere? I don't. I know that I have, like, Simon's Cat. 104. I'm subscribed to 104 YouTube channels. Okay. I think I'm subscribed to four, and one of them is mine. Didn't I just give you a new subscription? Uh, you have a YouTube channel? <laughs> yeah, I have a teaching YouTube channel. I had to make it for school. Okay. Don't look for it, please. Um, anyway, so <laughs> since John has 104 subscriptions, and I have maybe four, uh... We decided that he would kind of introduce me to the world of YouTube. Not that I don't know how to use it, but what was that? Who was that chick with the math can be fun? And Vi Hart, one of my favorites. I do like Vi Hart a lot. Okay, she did so the traffic snake, right? Yes. No. Well, that was CGP Grey. Yep, because I can give all these things straight. Okay, so today I'm going to show her... I think two videos, but the first one is by Vlogbrothers, and it's called How to Get Good at Everything. Okay, can you give me some, like, background on Vlogbrothers? Like, what's their deal? Uh, Vlogbrothers have been on YouTube for, like, a very, very long time, like, ten plus years. Oh, okay. some of the first. And they, what started their channel was they decided to only communicate with each other for a year through weekly videos from each other. Oh. And so all of their communication was public. And then, uh... They've also spun off into many other things. One of the Vlogbrothers has written uh, The Fault in Our Stars and Looking for Alaska. Oh, he's Paper Towns, the guy that wrote John those? Green. Yeah. Oh, okay. The other one's Hank Green. How do you get down this rabbit hole? Like, how do you find these guys? Or, like, how do you start finding YouTube channels and then just explode into this? <laughs> uh, usually it's from watching one and then they'll recommend some others. So it just start. It just started with one addiction, folks. This is how it goes. Yeah, it start, starts with one. <laughs> it only takes one time. Okay, we're gonna pause the recording while she watches the video. I think they should go watch the video. <laughs> okay, pause this. Go watch the video. You watched the video. Good job. Welcome yeah. back. So, so many things. Um. I started thinking about how YouTubers have this cadence that they seem to talk in. They do. <laughs> um, so from just the few videos that we've watched, we watched, um, I've watched in the past, Phil DeFranco, Mamrie Hart, Jenna Marbles, and this, this is John Green, right? This is Hank Green. The Hank Green. Okay. So the Vlogbrothers, the Hank of the vlogness, mm-hmm. they have this, like, they speed up and then they slow down. 
and they almost never look at the camera. I wonder if that's because there's not an actual person there. So YouTube cadence, eye contact, and then there's jumps from when they edit the video. Called jump cuts, yep. So I wonder, like, I would be interested to see that over time in language development and how people process language in the brain. There's a Vlogbrothers video about some of their first videos that they didn't do jump cuts in and how much they've changed since then. I mean, it's a, this YouTube thing, it's very, it's growing, it's adapting, and language is the same way. And so if you think about how the internet has affected how we communicate with each other, then it's going to change the way that we speak to everyone. <laughs> You're looking at my notes. So <laughs> I talked about those things. And then before he was talking about a, being a quote-unquote professional camera speaker, I was like, oh, he's using Ethos, Logos, and Pathos. Um, just for a frame of reference, I am an English teacher, and I also teach speech, um, like public speaking. So I was like, oh, well, he's establishing credit, and he's got some emotions in there. <laughs> so it was good. <clears throat> then he, so the video that we watched was how to be good at everything, and he's talking about growth mindset and fixed mindset. And I think that Growth mindset makes sense to everyone when it's explained. So, do you want to talk it about it? It makes sense theoretically, but to actually have that growth mindset is not an easy thing. Right. So, do you want to explain growth mindset in case people haven't watched the video? Um, it's worth it. Okay. In simple terms, a fixed mindset means that you think that you people are just born with skills and you don't get better at them, basically. <laughs> and the growth mindset is that everybody starts bad at stuff and have, has, they have to put in time to get good at it. So, psychology, the problem is, there's ologies. It's one of the ologies. So, not everyone, it's not so black and white, right? I mean, if you always live in growth mindset, you're going to get exhausted trying to get good at everything. Mm -hmm. um, and if you live in fixed mindset, where... That you think you're just as good as you're going to be and you never get better. Right. So, there has to be a balance between reaching your full potential... I think even the word full potential is a fixed mindset term. But I wouldn't say that I have a fixed mindset, would you? No. <laughs> but a lot of people do. It's a societal thing. I guess. Right? Okay. So, <clears throat> fixed mindset. I mean, it's prevalent everywhere. <laughs> so then I put a note about teaching mindset. So is there a way t to bring the fixed mindsetters, you know, like flat earthers or whatever... <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't real people, don't worry. Um, over to the <laughs> growth. <are> real people. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. It would be it would be daylight all the time, everywhere. Okay, we're not that's a whole different other podcast. Yep. We're both okay. teachers, so if we get stuck on this education thing, that's why. Okay. But next time we're trying to make it different. Anyway, so teaching like can you teach someone to grow from fixed mindset? Yes. Okay. And then what was he, he was talking about his writing. So he was like, you have to look at all the things that are bad about it to make it better. And I think that not just with writing, but with everything. That's about the growth mindset. Yes. Right. So it's the self-reflection that I think should be integrated into everyone's life. So you... Right. Okay. So what's this next... What are we talking about? Uh, the next one is a completely different change of pace. Okay. A lot of people will have heard of Grace Helbig. She's a big YouTube person. Grace, like, with Mamrie? Yes. Is she the cook one? No. Okay. She's, She's the, the long-haired one. one. Yeah. Okay. Kind of awkward. 
Yeah. A lot. <laughs> I mean... But in, a, like, the best way possible. Yeah, I usually. mean, me, right? She has a brother. Okay. Oh. He's gay. And he's a botanist. <laughs> a gay botanist? Does he, like, never long bottom? I think they should go watch the video. <laughs> okay, pause this. Go watch the video. You watched the video. Good job. Welcome yeah. back. Okay, what? So I think that Tiffany has discovered, or maybe that I have discovered, there are some people that are only funny in series. <laughs> oh, so like if I had watched other things of him, yeah. I might find that. I was going to try to show you a Wheezy Waiter video, but Bless watching you. what <laughs> Wheezy Waiter? <laughs> but watching any one by themselves is not funny. But when you start to add them all together, there's references to all the different videos within them. Like, Napoleon Dynamite isn't a funny movie, but referencing it in life is funny. Yes. Sure. You never saw Napoleon Dynamite? No. Did you? Yes! Why? <laughs> it was a staple of our no. high school lives. No. But I still reference it. How do you reference a movie you never saw? You don't even... People do it. You never make anyway, it. Anyway, Tim is funnier when you've seen like 10 of his videos and you start to like recognize the things that he does. Like ticks? Yes. Okay. He has these weird like body movements and he makes me feel uncomfortable he has about a medical them. condition. Oh god, why do you not tell me these things ahead of time? I feel like a total <laughs> B. Like it's awful. Okay. First of all, his sister, she was wearing a hedgehog necklace and I loved it. Um, and then they started off the video talking about nothing. So it's like, are they going to ease into this? Like, how are they going to segue? And they're like, yeah, like turn the car. Whoop. <laughs> Here we go. So gay science I'm terms. that you've never seen a Grace Helbig video either. Not just by herself. No, I've only ever seen her with Mamrie and the other chick. They're very different from Hannah and Mamrie Hart. I mean, I just, watching awkward people do awkward people things makes me think like is that what I look like on a daily basis because no wonder people are like oh okay anyway so touring was supposed to be a gay thing by the way like, we watched gay science lingo which Tim will destroy you was not gay <laughs> science lingo like I didn't, where was he going welcome to YouTube okay touring <laughs> as soon as he said touring I was like Alan Turing I got this I know who he is Thanks, imitation game. Only reason I knew. So, that's fun. Um, she made all these weird references to Neil Armstrong's testicle. Uh, Neil Armstrong? <laughs> I'm sorry. Lance. It's just, you know, I usually remember it's Lance because they lanced off his testicle, but... Okay. <laughs> okay. We were talking about scientists, so I can see why he got confused. He was right, an astronaut. Yeah. Neil. I know who Neil Armstrong okay. was. And then, you're talking about Ella. Okay, science. Got it. Botany, and then he said gay heavy. I don't know if I like gay heavy. Like, you don't say man heavy. It's like when you think about college majors. Music theater is gay heavy. I guess. That's a weird... What else would you call it? Gay saturated? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Sorry. Why are plant biologists so gay? Um... <laughs> And we've crossed over to offensive. I didn't mean okay. it. Okay. He was, that's what he said. I just, um, what's the difference between plant biology and botany? I don't know. Isn't it the same? And then he said Kesha. 
as a microbiologist because brushing your teeth with Jack would kill yeah. more germs theoretically. We should do that as a career man. I would be willing to... Are you going to do that over like a long term? Yeah, I mean, I could do it all summer, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, would you like to go on the record and say you're not an alcoholic? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am not an alcoholic. Just a juggernaut. Says the person willing to do a, a summer-long experiment with Jack. I'm not drinking yet. I'm just brushing my teeth. What if I never brush my teeth? I might have teeth rotting out of my skull. We're not doing a video. We're doing a podcast. We might be really ugly. People don't know about our teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you say that like I have horrendous teeth. Okay, I feel like this is going nowhere. Okay, so why can you explain to me why you chose the videos you chose? I'm interested. You asked me to pick an educational and a funny Okay. So far, that's what we've seen. <laughs> the growth mindset one was educational? Wasn't it? I mean... In a meta way. I'm sorry, what? Meta? Like, meta cognition? Thinking about thinking? Hmm. When something is about itself, it's meta. Where did you pick that up? It's a term that a lot of people use. That's so meta. Like, yeah, really. Really? Yeah, people say that. I didn't. Win. We went to different colleges. <laughs> <laughs> like, if there was a magic card that referenced on its text somewhere another magic card, it would be meta. So, what is the prefix meta? About itself, I think. Is it Latin? Yeah, but I don't know what it means. Okay, he studied Latin, so I usually am like, oh, Latin man. Um, okay, <laughs> Latin man. I digress. I do have a third video if you'd like. Um. Now that he couldn't come up with very good, like, gay science terms, I want to come up with gay science terms. Let's come up with some. Gay science terms? Just I on mean, the spot? I don't know. We played this game before where we read all these gay terms yeah, and you I had to figure them out. online. <laughs> just make them up. Okay. Well, give me a science term and we'll make it gay. A science term. Photosynthesis. Hey. <laughs> You could have done, like, cell wall or cytoplasm or, like... Photosynthesis. Uh, something about... What is the one? Grinder? Isn't that what people use? <laughs> okay. I just feel like there's something about... Um, there's a photo on Grinder. I mean, synthesis is, like, absorbing so is, things. Is it when you really connect to a photo on Grinder. Yeah. Okay. And then you get with the person. All right, we got one gay science term that's better than he did. So no, he had Turing. <laughs> okay, there's another video. Video number three. Okay, this one's from Viheart. She recently like subscribed her. to Viheart, so we're gonna go through some of her top hits here. I did subscribe. You're right. I think they should go watch the video. <laughs> okay, pause this. Go watch the video. You watched the video. Good job. Welcome yeah. back. So here is someone who gives everything she has to make a great video. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, and everything she has is a lot. Like She bills herself as a math musician. Okay, good. Well, you know. <laughs> but you could also call her philosopher. She does like existential... Decent art. <laughs> I just... If you ever feel like you're too confident in yourself, just go watch some by heart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And then... You know, existential crisis. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Okay, so... I wrote science plus math equals music. And then I rendered, like, are nerds all into the same thing? But, I mean, 
yeah. we're kind of <laughs> biased, right? Because you're the one showing me the YouTube video, and we've been That's friends true. for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so, side like, note, we showed, or I showed Tiffany the twelve tone video by Viheart. It's thirty minutes long, but it's worth it. Uh, I, I'm not saying it's not worth it. I'm just trying to. You have to be. You have to be have feeling some meta. Time <laughs> to think about it afterward. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's into it. Don't have distractions while you're doing it either. Quiet time, quiet self time. Let sound be sound. It's terrifying. I was talking about imaginary context in the science of music. That was so long ago. Um, <laughs> in a 30 minute video, you lose track. <laughs> right. Well, I just. Had you heard of Schoenberg before this video? Mm, I mean. In passing. Maybe. I mean, you know, maybe the high school music teacher said something about him. Okay, sorry, this is going nowhere. Um, so it was really interesting when she was first talking about Scherberg and him playing with the 12 tones. And so there's potential meaning through sounds. When I did my linguistics minor, I studied language acquisition and different languages have different sounds. And so once you're past a certain age, you stop hearing those sounds. And so the way that you talk to infants really is the way that they grow up to speak. Why I always talk to Sawyer in like a grown-up way. I never was like, what you, what you, what you? I just don't, I let like baby talks on my thing. Schoenberg's idea was to give them not the regular construction that we're used to, as in not majors and minors and diminished and whatever else. But to just have notes be notes on their own. Like only in music? Just because, I mean, if you think about speech, right, we have tonal inflections for questions and we have tonal inflections for lists of things or when we're ending or when we're going to break off. Other philosophical composers of the time were saying that it would ruin babies to only listen to 12-tone music. Ruin babies. Yes, like, but they would never be able to recognize true art. But what is true art? Okay, so... Did you know that the real Mary Had a Little Lamb's house was burned down by an arson in 2007? Is that real? I think so. I don't think she would lie to us about that. I mean, it was a very meta type video. You need to look that up. <laughs> so, on page two of my four sticky notes, these are large sticky notes, um... I wrote. Point. Yes, it is for real. Mary had a little lamb arsonist charged. This is you, okay. Is it a reliable source? I don't CBS. want to fake news. Okay, okay, it's real. Okay, anyway, arsonist. <laughs> so about halfway through, I wrote point. It was so random. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. So I felt very. She said something about turning the meaningless into meaning, and I got really excited. And I, so as we continued to go through the video, I actually started... Take sounds apart rather than just be words? No, I wasn't taking sounds apart. I just would notice when my brain didn't like something, mm -hmm. and then it resolved. Minor has a negative connotation, right? Minor music goes with sadness. Minor is sad, yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, and it was, it felt very morose, but she was speaking in an upbeat way, and so my brain didn't want to, it was really confused. Um, and I feel like Eric Whitaker knows how to play with this 12-tone system just enough so that people find his music intriguing and different and enjoy it, but 
He just not uses chromaticism. He doesn't go twelve tone on it. Okay, well, all right, Mr. Music Teacher, school us what? <laughs> he borrows from other keys, but his whole in order to be twelve tone, you have to go through the whole twelve tones in a row. Of course, you can break some rules and repeat some, but you would not find any Eric Whitaker piece that has all twelve tones within a phrase or two or three. Okay. See, so the video didn't mean anything. It did not mean anything. It meant everything and yet nothing at the same time. (laughs) Existential, right? (laughs) If you haven't watched it yet, you need to just pause what we're saying and go watch it so you can figure out why I'm stumbling over my life right now. Or add it to a, like, watch later list. Something. So, I wrote... This makes me want to sit in a fixed mindset because the creativity tree is scary. So at one point in the video, she's drawing... I love that. The, the 12-tone... Can you... You probably have a better concept Are you talking of about the, the concept tree where she starts with C? She starts with these and then she starts drawing green lines and then she's talking about how art is just like putting all these different possible combinations together in a different way than anyone's ever heard before. And then she goes into the author you know, in the one book, and then he keeps going through, like, the thousands of books one at a time, and I was just like, I can't. It's too much. It was terrifying to me, and I like to consider myself... Yeah, she did a factory tree, I know, but... Yeah, she did a factory tree with musical tones, and on that factory tree, she wrote the pathways of, like... Each of them. Tons of different songs on there. You were writing during some of them when she wrote them, so I'm not sure you saw them all, but... It was... I got scared. I had to look away. (laughs) (laughs) It just was terrifying to think of... So, earlier in the podcast, we were talking about fixed mindset and growth mindset, and how you can't get too much into growth mindset because you'll get terrified, but you also can't live in fixed mindset. But thinking about all of the different ways that things can go together made me want to sit in fixed mindset because I was scared. So (laughs) there's kind of this point where you have to decide if you're just going to live in fear or move forward, which is why people get stuck in fixed mindset because they know they should grow. Like the conversation of, uh, in part of the Viheart video, it said something like people wanted to change their topic of conversation, but they couldn't. Yeah, they they in her particular example they got stuck on celebrity gossip. Right. So they tried to change their nouns and verbs to different nouns and verbs at random and then make meaning from those. Which is how language works in general. I mean, so my cousin is in college right now and her new favorite word to say is legitly. <laughs> um, which is an adverb, right? Cuz LY makes adverbs and so my brain wants to make sense of it. And we went from legitimate and legitimately, now we shortened it way down to legit, and now they're trying to make it legitly. So they're just <laughs> they're like... expanding Yeah. Um, and so it makes me wonder if like language will keep doing this kind of slinky type thing. Go on a cycle of shortening and lengthening. Yeah. Like baby names. I think that's more of a society thing. Society wants simple and <laughs> they want it to be more complex. So then it gets too complex and they want it simple again. And so they go through these cycles and people are always like trying to find something unique and then they want to get back to basics. And so is that a pattern in and of itself? Oh yeah. Everything's on a cycle, right? Does society... So the Fibonacci sequence. What? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, we were talking about math. So that just mean that all math is in, pl in place here. Jump segue. I was just thinking about like patterns in nature, and so patterns in society, and everything circular. And that is so one of the four things I wrote down. What? <laughs> this next thing you're kind of hinting at, I think. I'm weirded out by this. Some, Elaborate. What did you some say? Some things are we we consider to be just natural, like math. It just works because it is. Like it's just the way it is. Come up with those. It's not that it was created; it was discovered. Right? Okay. Yeah. And Vihart touched a little bit on whether or not social construction is something that has been discovered completely or created. Mm, this is too meta right now. I don't. Okay. I mean, maybe. So I guess it depends on what you believe, right? So if you have religion and you believe in Jesus or Judaism or. Uh, I'm not studied on religions, you know, you could be Buddhist or anyway, there's various religions and they all believe different things, but they all have the same kind of construct of this deity, right? And you do this similar kind of things, right? You pray at some point to something and you show your devotion through fasting and then you do something bad and you have to be forgiven so in some way. Basically that there are some morals that are innate, innate is that the word? Natural, and that there are some that are created. So it's some combination of the two. Right. So is religion then just a construct of... Was religion discovered, or was it created? Or was part of it discovered? And We're not then... going to answer the big questions tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Let's next switch time. a little bit. Okay. It, even in something that appears to be random, whether it's humanly created random or truly random, our minds try to make meaning of it, like with constellations. You hate constellations. I do, because they're just, they're not shapes. They're not real things. Okay, well, just for however you want to put this in here... I booked my next birthday trip to go to a dark sky park to look at constellations and a meteor shower. Um, meteor showers are real and cool. Yeah, they're cool. You enjoyed the meteor showers. I do shower. enjoy meteor showers. Okay. But I don't try to find shapes in the meteor showers. Well, you can't find shapes in falling objects, can you? You don't, like, look at snowflakes and try and find a shape. I don't know what people do. People find shapes in the clouds. Yeah, but they're not falling. No. Uh, we digress. Okay. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> Can you talk about the um, old man and his piano and like letting sound be sound? Oh, sure. There was a composer who was so into this new sound thing that he sat in his care home in his older age and just played one note repeatedly day after day and tried to find new meaning in that one note until he died. Did he write in a journal? Do we know if he found anything in this note? I don't know. It's just a snippet of music history I remember from the class. Mm -hmm. I don't remember that much about it. Something to look up for later. All right, we have the internet. We can do it now. So before, at some point, she, when she was talking over the random music she was making, I said, it's hard for my ears, which that's always been a thing for me. If music's playing and people are talking... Oh, yeah. I get overwhelmed. I'm such an audio person. But then, when I, when I started thinking about what my brain was doing, I realized that it was just, I was trying to make sense of all the sounds instead of trying to just let the sound be. So I was trying to figure out how the music and the voice went together when they weren't supposed to. But we make 
patterns all the time. Actually, there's another show. I think we should have a word of the day on this podcast. And I think the word of the day is metacognition. Or just meta in general, because I learned it. Uh, Okay, metacognition. I guess that's what we'll name this one. Sure. Okay. What are we going to call the podcast? I don't know. I don't know. Something. We'll share it with all our Facebook friends. It's the only way it's going to get around. Okay. <laughs> For now. Do we want all our friends to hear this? Why not? I don't know. How else are we going to get it out there? Just put it on. See what people think about. I did that. Um, I actually have a black and white photography Instagram that I didn't like tell anybody to follow. I just put a bunch of Instagram tags on it, and now I have like 25 followers. So let's do it like that. Okay. Cool. So... What do we want to take away from this? Number one, uh, the bird bowl is my spirit animal. No, that's not it. Okay. Number one, let's go back to the beginning. Of the videos? Of everything, yeah. Of everything. The first video we watched. Okay. Do you remember who it was by? Uh, it was by Mitch Green. Hank. Hank Green. Hank. Hank. Mitch, the, the uh, fabled third brother Green. <laughs> You know, like the Deathly Hallows. Okay, Hank Green. And he was talking about fixed mindset and growth mindset. But the thing that struck out to me, excuse me, the most about that video was the YouTube cadence. Like, uh, jump skips. Jump cuts. Jump cuts. There's kind of been a, like a development of what people think is good. Eye contact, jump cuts, ethos, logos, pathos. So... To be a good YouTuber, do you need to be able to build? Too big a question. Because okay. I think that different people look for different things from YouTube. Okay. Like, the set of people I'm subscribed to is not, like... Well, I just... YouTube's average audience is probably, like, a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> Gross. So my goal with this... <laughs> Sorry, let's teach it. Well, you teach middle school, I teach high school. Anyway... 13-year-old girls are fine. I just... You know, when I was a 13-year-old girl, I was gross. It's fine. I just think that we should pose some questions at the end and then people can kind of guide us to what we should look for next time. How are they going to reach us? Can't you comment on podcasts? I don't know. <laughs> We've never done this before, clearly. Okay. Um, growth makes sense. Fixed mindset is prevalent. Okay, so uh, too many big questions, but basically what do you look for in a YouTube video? What makes a good YouTube video? I want to feel smart or challenged afterward. Okay. So I they're think not all like all three a... of you all three of the ones I showed you today are are that. I guess I look for humorous things too. Yeah, I don't think I felt smart or challenged after gay science terms. <laughs> no. Maybe. I mean I watch cat videos with my kid and then when I need to fill time in class I watch like bad lip readings for <laughs> at the end of class. That's There's much I more used... to YouTube than that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what I look for. What did you take away? Like what a what were you hoping for? What what came out of this? I'm not sure what I was hoping for. My joy in this is just sharing some of the YouTube creators that I really enjoy. Okay, good. And watching your reaction and thoughts on it. <laughs> watching my reaction is probably a good one. I'm a very uh, expressive person. Yes. So at this point, we paused and talked about what we're going to call it. <laughs> because <laughs> we didn't know. Planning ahead. But now we've got an idea. We're going to call it Welcome to YouTube. Because I am a newbie. And I have 104 YouTube subscriptions. <laughs> As we stated when we started. So 
this will morph into whatever. Good to next time. Welcome to YouTube.